Terry.com. Terry, what's up? How you doing, guys? Well, we're not doing as good as quarterbacks these days. No, the they're doing okay. I mean, Geno Smith, one good year out of 10, and he's worth $105 million now. Is it not just absurd what quarter? I mean, Daniel Jones, $40 million a year? Like you said, Geno Smith has a one-off season, possibly, and – you know, could make $100 million with Seattle, which I don't know if anybody believes he'll ever see all that money. But, I mean, it's crazy, right? Yeah, that's insane. You know, I mean, you know, the quarterback market just continually gets reset and reset. And when you look at it, and then you look back at the Titans' own situation with Ryan Tannehill, yeah, he's taking up 16 or 17% of their cap money, but – when you go out and you, if you try to replace him on the veteran quarterback market, you're going to pay more, and you may not necessarily get an upgrade. So what do you make, uh, before we get into this Titan stuff, of Lamar Jackson? The Ravens today announced that they're going to give him the franchise tag, the non-exclusive franchise tag, which uh, is for $32.5 million. If they would have given him the exclusive tag, it would have been $45 million. So obviously it's a much cheaper version and cheaper version that allows teams to jump in there and offer Lamar Jackson maybe a crazy deal. What? Where do you think this is going? Well, if I'm Lamar Jackson, and I know he doesn't have an agent representing him, but if I were Lamar Jackson, I'd go hire you know, one of these super agents, a Tom Condon or a Drew Rosenhaus or somebody, and I'd say, find me one team that'll pay, you know, Twenty million dollars more than what the Ravens are offering. Let's see what and let's see what they do, because as you know, Darren, there are plenty of quarterback needy teams out there. And you know, I'm not a hundred percent sold on Lamar Jackson, not from a talent standpoint, but from a an injury standpoint. And that would be the reason I would hesitate to give him just huge money. And I think that's probably the Ravens' concern too. But as you know, because quarterbacks are in such scarce supply. Somebody probably would pony up that kind of cash. Yeah, and there's a lot of stuff swirling out there that he wants a Deshaun Watson deal. And look, that's part of this too. We haven't even brought up. Think about it. He he has barely played mm-hmm. in two years, and he got a fully guaranteed contract from the Cleveland Browns. Yeah, and to me though, that's an outlier. The Browns were just stupid to do that. I mean, you can't give that kind of money to a guy who has been under the microscope of all this litigation and all and has barely played any football in two years i mean and i'll be honest maybe maybe it was because he was knocking off the rust he didn't look like the same guy that he was in houston three or four years ago did he uh no but we're gonna find out is you know is he i i just i mean i said it from the day they did it that they'll that'll never be one that'll work out like it'll it just will never but we'll see time will tell so, speaking of, I guess, I don't know if he has – does Jeffrey Simmons have an agent? Yes, he does. I think he – I can't remember the guy's name. Uh, I don't know if he is an agent agent per se, but there's a family member who has some people advising him, and that family member played in the NFL, actually played for the Cowboys for a few years. So, I, I think Jeffrey Simmons is in a lot better position in terms of, you know, his representation than Lamar Jackson is. You kind of want my personal opinion on it. You were up at the Combine in Indianapolis. It seems like a lot of things 
or being discussed. That's where everybody in the league is. Do you believe that Rand Carthon was having, let's just say, uncomfortable conversations with other GMs around the league about maybe some star players on his team? It's possible. I mean, you know, when you're the new guy in town, you you know, you kind of roll through the roster and see, kind of determine the value of what every guy has. And, you know, his job is to fix the Titans. And they certainly need some fixing right now because they've got holes all over the offense. And when you don't have a lot of draft capital because they only have six picks, then you've got to explore all your options, which may mean whittling it down before you can build it back up. Now, that said, Darren, I'll pose it to you this way. Because you don't have draft capital and because you're at pick number 11, I don't know that you can go and trade Derrick Henry and or you know, or trade Ryan Tannehill, either you know, either one of those moves, and still be a competitive team this year because you don't have a high enough pick and you don't have enough picks to get yourself in position to find impact players. You might find an impact impact player at number eleven. Most likely, you're going to find a solid offensive tackle or a, another good young receiver to pair with Traylon Burks. But there's no guarantee you're going to find you know. You're not going to find DeMar Chase hanging around there at number 11, I don't think. Somebody like that. What do you think is going through the mind of Derrick Henry? Because you know, these, these, these players hear all this stuff. Whether it's true or not, they hear all this stuff. And typically, if, you know, Mike, by the way, Mike Silver's been covering the league for a long time. He, he's probably got some sources. So what, what do you think is going through Derrick Henry's mind? a good question. I mean, you know, here's the thing. If I'm Derrick Henry and you look at this Titans team and where it is right now, you know, it's not out of the question that Derrick Henry would be open to going somewhere else if it meant a chance to get a ring. Because the Titans look to be, I mean, in a best case scenario, the Titans look to be, what, two to three years from being able to be a, a top flight contender again? How much is Derrick Henry going to have left in the tank three years from now? I mean, honestly, I don't know how you could assess a year or years when you don't – I mean, what quarterback? I mean, if you don't – you know, again, it's it's not that simplistic, but it almost is. I mean, if you don't have – if they don't have a real, you know, upgrade at the quarterback position, how, how could you think they're going to be ready in two or three years? I mean, that's the right. way I look I mean, at it. Yeah, and that's it. If you're if you're Derrick Henry, and an opportunity comes along to go play for a true contender like Buffalo, you know, Buffalo, Kansas City, Kansas City, uh, yep. you know, uh, you know, name, you know, the Eagles. You know, if if it, the opportunity came for Derrick Henry to go to one of those teams, he'd be crazy not to at least entertain that thought because those teams are light years ahead of where the Titans are right now in terms of talent and in terms of the pecking order in the NFL. The Titans, at best, are probably the what, seventh or eighth best team in the AFC right now, at best. You know, and it doesn't look like, barring, you know, Rand Carthen becoming a miracle worker in his first season, I don't know that this roster is going to be a whole lot better in 2023 than it was in 2022. Hmm. Terry, how aggressive do you think 
the Titans are going to be as far as trading up or trading back here in this particular draft, especially in the first round? Well, when you only have six picks, I got to think that trading back would appear to be the more appealing option because, you know, if you've only got, if you don't have a full complement of picks, then you need, and you've got as many holes as they do on the roster, then extra picks are the way to go. If you could trade down from 11 to, say, 17 or 18, pick up two extra picks, and maybe later on make another trade, pick up an extra pick in round two, three, or four, somewhere along the way. The Titans need about an eight- to nine-man draft class plus about three good free agents if they want to get started towards getting back to respectability. And, you know, to me, you don't trade up when, one, unless you're one player, you feel like you're one player or away or can get a franchise quarterback by trading up, and you don't have the – full draft capital, which they only have six picks. So I can't see – it would take a minute to go from 11 to get into the top three or four in order to get a quarterback, and I just can't see them making a trade up. I think they would definitely entertain a trade down, though. Terry, uh, I have been on board with a wide receiver here at 11 since the beginning because of I've looked at the wide receiver market, the free agency market, and it is really thin really thin and to me if you don't get a wide receiver at 11 then I don't know where you're going to get them uh you know anywhere else now I know the team has need at tackle now they have needed linebacker but Dupree goes away Uh, where do you think if they stay at 11 Terry where is the priority well I think the priority probably would be in you know one fixing the offensive line and two as you said uh, the wide receiver position, you know, like they did with AJ Brown, you know, he was a second round pick. So if you're smart with the second round pick, you can find quality wide receivers uh, in the second round. Guys, you can come in and uh, you know can catch on right away and and contribute to your team. Now, are you going to find another AJ Brown uh, in the second round? I'm not sure you can do that. So I think it it really just comes down to this. Uh, and, Justin, I think it comes down to if they're sticking and picking at number 11, it comes down to is there a dynamic wide receiver who can fix that position and is he better than a left tackle who could fix that position? It'll be one of those two areas of need, I'm almost certain, uh, in terms of what they will choose in the first round. But I think it comes down to who has the more upside, who has the more immediate impact, and, and really, what's the bigger need? Because both those things are huge needs for this team. Were you surprised that the kicker was released? Did that catch you off guard? A little, but not much. Because Randy Bullock had only attempted like three field goals. Uh, I think he or either attempted or made three field goals. I think made three field goals beyond 50 yards in two years. And in today's NFL, and especially with a team as point-starved as the Titans were last year, you've got to be able to run a guy out there and him knock a 54, 55-yard field goal through and put points on the board. You know, anything, really, Bullock was a little sketchy, excuse me, was a little sketchy beyond about 45 yards. And you just need a guy with more range and a guy who can 
put points on the board and be and be you know consistent from beyond 50 yards if you're going to play the type of football that Mike Vrabel seems to want to play uh, with a run first and tough defense attitude. What are you know? And you were, you spent some time up there in Indianapolis. There, obviously, at the combine. What what is the buzz around the hole that the Chicago Bears or or could get for this number one pick that they are shopping? The the you know Ryan Poles has been out and said that he knows for sure he can get two number ones uh, for this particular pick. That's interesting. I, I, my guess would be that uh, Jim Ursay would give him almost whatever he wants. Uh, he would, or he would probably order Chris Ballard to do that because, you know, the Colts have made no bones about it. They've made no, they're keeping no secrets. They want a quarterback. They're tired of the, you know, the quick fix of, you know, Philip Rivers and Matt Ryan and Jacoby Brissett and all the guys that they've, you know, struggled with over the last three or four years since Andrew Luck retired. So I think the Colts want to put themselves in position to get one of the two quarterbacks that uh, most people are saying are the top uh, prospects in this draft, that being obviously Bryce Young or C.J. Stroud. So in order to do that, they're going to have to, to get the one that they absolutely want. They're going to have to leapfrog the Texans who are right there in their division. So Chicago knows that. They can offer a king's ransom to the, to the Colts to say, you can have the number one pick. You can go get Bryce Young if that's the guy you want. But it's going to cost you. And if I'm Ryan Poles, the GM of the Bears, I'm I'm holding you know I'm holding their feet to the fire and saying, give me what I, give me what I want. All right, Terry. Last but not least, sir, uh, for me at least, um, when I get into work tomorrow at Fox 17, there's going to be a good portion of my coworkers who are going to ask me, so Lamar Jackson, think the Titans got a chance? Think the Titans are going to sign him? Terry McCormick, who has covered this team since 1997. Sir, are the Titans going to even sniff to try to sign or match Lamar Jackson and the Ravens? No, I don't think so. I think this team has too many cap problems right now and too many other areas of need. You know, granted, Lamar Jackson would be dynamic at the position, but honestly, with this roster in the shape it's in right now, what are you going to put around him? I'm going to put your answer on repeat, sir. Thank you so much for that. No problem. <laughs> Is Bud Dupree what? What's going on? Do you do you believe it's going to be June first? It makes sense, right? If they're no one's surprised that they're going to move on from Bud Dupree, but they would save what six million more if they waited till June first. Something like that. The problem that you get into with that, Darren, is this that you can't use the cap space until June the 1st. And by that point, right. all the good players are already gone. Yep, true. You know, you're, you're getting only the people who are cap cuts and things like that to use that money on. So it, you could do that and then use that money to sign your draft class and to, uh, you know, get your, you know, get some fill-ins, you know, during the course of the year as guys get injured. That would be probably the way to go about it. But you won't have access to that money until after you release it from the roster. So it's it's a matter of it's what is it like those like the like when you win the lottery you can take the lump sum or the deferred money. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> It'll be interesting to see if they uh, take the lump sum. I'm kind of lump sum guy, me personally. Yes, yes. 
I mean, I would take both, but I mean, you know, lump sum yeah. sounds nice. Well, when you when you get to our age, the lump sum looks a lot more attractive. It really does. Yeah, I agree with you. <laughs> Terry, appreciate yeah. the visit as always. All right. See you guys. Terry Thanks. McCormick, TitanInsider.com. We'll take a break. Come back. Your phone calls and more of the McFarland Show next. When was the last time you did something fun with family, friends, coworkers?